Hey, we're Becky and Fuzz from the Hope and Mama Dad podcast and we're just checking in with you for an update. So we just thought we'd hop on and say hello because it's been a while. Um, we've had a bit of um, a quiet few months since last recording and Fuzz got us a Christmas present, an early Christmas present, which happened to arrive on Christmas Eve. It's uh Yeah, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a Christmas present per se, but it's just, um, it's just a new tidier less cables all in one kind of uh bit of kit that we think we're using for the podcast so we thought we'd we thought we would uh check that it works because obviously yeah. that's important um but at the same time we thought well while while we're going through and just checking some mugs and things like that we could do you know a little uh a little video just to check in with everyone give you an update well give you an update of a not update just sort of checking in and yeah seeing what's going on but yeah like we haven't really been up to much yeah we? it's the um and coming to the end of the Christmas week, um, what day is it? I don't know what day it is. The twenty seventh. Yeah, we're just back from walking Coco uh, over at Kenfig, which is a really good work. Hence why we're a bit wrapped up still, just trying to warm off, uh, warm off, warm up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And the reason why we haven't done uh, too many podcasts, uh, too many episodes in the last couple of weeks, was mainly because Becky has literally had zero time to do anything because mm-hmm. she's been. A busy bee. Doing stuff with school, right? <laughs> yeah, doing my diploma as well. So it's just been a bit hectic. Um, but yeah, we are hoping that in the new year, we'll be able to give you more frequent weekly episodes like they were before um, and that we'll have some exciting guests on for you. And hopefully we'll be able to take you along with us on our IVF journey, which we're hoping will start in January. But, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, so like <laughs> the current sort of situation for us at the moment is... Um, that as far as we know, mm. um, we should be getting called in in January time. Yeah. But in case you've been living under a rock and you don't know what's going on <laughs> in the world in 2020. Or you're watching the future. Yeah, or you're watching the future. Um, coronavirus is like... Rife. Uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, scuppered our plans somewhat. Mm. Um, and it's kind of, it's just been really frustrating, hasn't it? Like every yeah. time, you know, we were meant to go in in April in 2020 and then obviously everything went crazy and... You know, our government didn't really have a clue what it was doing and just sort of like took ages to like start taking action. And by that time it was so bad and everything was overrun and cases were so high that hospitals had to basically like... Shut down outpatient stuff. Yeah. Um, Which includes us. I mean, and obviously it's really frustrating for us um, because we've been waiting for a long time and stuff. But there are some silver linings in the fact that we've both got our health... Mm-hmm. And we're both live, and we can go again at another time. I just feel really bad for people who um, might be like older than us, so they yeah. might be more critical, or they might be like ill. Like, yeah, but fortunately, our clinic has prioritised those people, which is why it's taken so long for us to um, be called in at all. Yeah. And we're happy um, to do that. <clears throat> happy yeah. to wait. Yeah, but we're. We're kind of a bit nervous, I think. Well, I am because obviously um, there's new strains of the coronavirus um, well, thing going does, around. There's it, more not, lockdowns happening and everything. So. It's not just that. It's just that like you're planning on getting pregnant. but And we and literally at the moment we've got one vaccine that's been approved and we're sort of dishing it out, but only to vulnerable people. And any day now, maybe today or tomorrow, they're going to hopefully um, announce... The, the use Oxford. of the Oxford AstraZeneca mm. one. Um, but even so, yeah, you might not be able to get it. Yeah. And you're a teacher. So if they carry on sending kids to primary school 
um, then basically all the primary school staff um, are at risk. And if you yeah. can't, if you can't even be vaccinated, then you, they, <laughs> I don't like the idea of that. No, well, we've been talking about what we might do or what we think we could do um, going ahead with starting our treatment in terms of, I think originally when clinics started up, they were suggesting that um, the women should isolate during their treatment um, Mm. because they COVID test you at the beginning and just before egg collection, I think. So it would be really annoying if you went through all of the process of injecting yourself daily and then having to have it cancelled could because in between you got COVID. Um, so we've been talking about the options there. And what I don't understand is like if, if um, everything's going on and they're locking everything down and telling everyone to social distance, why is it okay to send 30 kids into a bit, you know, and kids are notoriously worse than people for like snotting on mm. themselves and, you know, like spreading germs is like a well known fact. So how come if it, we've got to lock everything down? And I mean, make, and make everything safe. Primary school teachers can yeah. just, you know, don't worry about them. It's, it's all right if they get sick. And <clears throat> yeah, it's beyond us. It's a bit bonkers. Like all of the teachers are like the same. I think most are just like, what is going on? How can this, you know, we know, we know what kids are like. So, but it's out of our hands. It's childcare at the end of the day. But at the same time, like- you shouldn't just like blindly go into work if your life's going to be put at risk. Hmm. Like, so that's something that we're really hoping that like, um, the unions and the government take seriously because it's, and it's like it should have been taken into account for the first one, yeah. the first couple of strains. But now these new strains have come out; they're like even worse, seventy percent more transmissible, mm-hmm. especially with children. Yeah. So, like, I don't want you to die. I don't need to go into school and die because someone's complaining that like it's annoying having their kids at home. Like, we've all got to like get through this together. Yeah. Like, no one's life is more important than someone else's. Uh, another thing we've been doing, uh, exercising, which has been pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so on Boxing Day, Fuzz had to drag me out the house for a run and a bike ride, which was painful, but I think good. And I was a bit better this time at listening to my body. So I haven't suffered like I did last time we advertised that I went for a run. Um, but yeah, just trying to make some sensible choices diet wise and exercise wise in preparation for IVF, which I should have been doing a lot longer than I I have been. I think um, one thing that most people are really not good at is just getting out of a routine. Like if you're in a routine of not doing anything and that's why I'm like, come on, let's get out. And you're like, no, it's cold. No, it's too hot. It's too warm. It's too wet. It's too dry. And it's, and everyone does it. But like, if you can sort of break the seal and get onto it a little bit, and and you do it a couple of times. Well, like break the cycle, not break the seal. <laughs> wow, I don't know. Breaking break- the seal is like when you go for a wee when you're drunk. Yeah, or oh, like breaking the seal. Break out of that routine. Yeah. Like if you're sitting here and so give yourself some basic goals so that you feel like good when you achieve them. There's no point setting goals that you can't achieve because you'll feel like shit if you can't achieve them. What was the name of that guy? Andrew about- Huberman. Yeah. We were listening to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. New, he's a neuroscientist. No, it wasn't Joe Rogan's podcast, was it? I first listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast, mm. and then he's got his own amazing guy. He talks about the uh, the link between. Uh, well, first of all, he says like people say mind, body, mind and body, and the link between. And it's not. It's all connected. Mm. Like literally, you can do things physiologically with your body, like breathing in a different way that will actually make you think and see the world a different way. Mm. so it's all connected and it's really really fascinating especially for me because uh you know i've suffered with anxiety and and stuff since i was like you know 
a teenager and stuff like that and it's kind of connected to mm. all that so it's kind of cool to sort of learn some hacks uh, and we'll actually we'll put some of the uh, links to some of those videos in the description yeah. below well worth checking out but the um the main takeaway from it though is that basically you, the suffering successful people people who are you know who achieve great things they basically um get their they train their body to get their kind of reward from the the struggle for for meeting a goal so the reward the reward isn't necessarily doing the run it's uh, or the, it's, the it's, positive feeling or the endorphins that you get at the end of the run it's the fact that you've got changed and gone out in the rain or, yes. or got up early and you go for the run and, so you and suffer, the fact that you've done it. So suffering is part of the process. Yeah. Like like the hard work and feeling like it's uncomfortable is the reward. Yeah. Like if you think, because you're on the path, it's just that most people think of the duration path outcome thing as like, um, when I finish this run, um, I get a big green tick and I'm happy. But yeah. really... You know, like especially like people that like lose weight. You know, like people that really struggle to lose weight mm. and stuff like that. It could be, you know, like it's just, basically assigning your happiness to an end goal isn't positive because you're always moving. You yeah, see. when you when you get there, you won't have achieved happiness. You'll get to that goal weight or that goal pinpoint, and you won't necessarily be happy, or it won't be lasting happiness because you've you've pinned the yeah. Yeah, the happiness the wrong the, place. Go and check them out anyway. The suffering and the uncomfortableness mm. is part of the journey mm-hmm. and being on that path is the reward. Yeah. And I'm pretty good with that. I like to sort of punish myself with yeah. like long, brutal runs yeah. and going out. And basically my, my thing is if, 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 if I set myself some basic goals, like, you know, run X amount of times or, you know, distance, mm-hmm. then I will prep myself, think about it. And go and do it and i won't let myself quit as soon as you like go oh i can't be bothered right? yeah. then the whole thing falls and that's apart. how we're so different because i just always want to snuggle up in my cozy clothes and just chill out but if you go out for a run then when you come back and snuggle it mm. feels better right yeah like you've earned it mm-hmm. anyway so like <clears throat> becky's on a fitness thing we're gonna mm-hmm. i'm kind of kind of coaching you at my own yeah, peril we were saying the other day yeah at your own peril because i'm a dragon um, we were saying the other day that um, we've been fairly good over Christmas. We haven't been as indulgent as I guess we normally would be, but we still have eaten lots I, of shit. I can be really bad with food. Like I like when it comes, you know, like putting roasties on a tray or something. I'll be like, oh, I'll just do the bag. <laughs> like I just, I get, you know, when you're hungry. It's like when yeah. when they say you don't go shopping when you're hungry. But I've just been literally. This sounds stupid, but just like doing silly things, just like pausing, leaving the room like doing something else coming back and mm. oh and salad like i never eat salad and that's our new little hack at the moment is just to basically make a little side salad like a little little side bowl like a cereal bowl mm-hmm. little side salad munch that down and it doesn't have to be like boring it's like really nice actually make some nice salad dressing and stuff but munch that down before dinner yeah and then kind of try and make portions a tiny bit just a tiny bit smaller and just wait. Mm-hmm. And then if you're hungry, like, you know. Anyway, it seems to be going well. I, I've I've dropped a couple of kilograms. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm getting into rucking at the moment, which is like yeah. carrying a heavy backpack, uh, walking, because you burn the same amount of calories as you do running. But it's like way less bad on your joints and stuff. Mm. And Becky came out for uh, for a big walk earlier. So we'll, uh, I think we're aiming, we're aiming for three three little runs a week. Yeah. 
So that should be good. Yeah, hopefully we'll see some uh, changes because I think that was one of the first things that I learned when we started the podcast and I was um, I listened to some kind of talk with Fertility Network UK and the um, embryologist or the, I can't remember if she was a gynecologist or blah, 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 did I said that weird, mm. gynecologist. She said that um, when you have IVF, even if you just use uh, lose like half a kilogram or a kilogram just before treatment then it's likely to be more successful mm. i can't remember and vitamin d like don't quote me on it but vitamin d taking our vitamins vitamin d is massively important in everything like um i can try i'll try i'll link some uh youtube videos down to some of the mm. uh some of the videos from legit uh scientists and professors and stuff like that but it's having a massive impact with the uh, covid stuff or whatever but mm-hmm. everyone Pretty much, if you don't take vitamin D supplements, you are vitamin D deficient. Pretty much, unless mm-hmm. you like work on a farm with no clothes on all day in the sun near the <laughs> near the equator, naked farming. Pretty no, like <laughs> um, it's crazy. So, and it's really, really, really important. So we're uh, we're doing four thousand international units mm-hmm. of vitamin D every day. Yeah, it's actually classed as a hormone. It's that it's that uh, it's it's that involved in in that many bodily processes and stuff like that. It's classed as a hormone. So. I'm lucky that Fuzz does all this research because uh, I've really enjoyed my two weeks off so far. Mm-hmm. I've just done nothing. I've watched loads of TV, and um, but that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it? Especially if you're a teacher. Yeah, and we hope that you've all had a lovely festive break, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. And um, yeah, holidays. I yeah. like that. It, people, Becky says says it's cringy when I say holidays, but it's holidays. Like it's, it's like not, an Americanism, isn't it? But it's true. Like, as you know, um, if you. Uh, Christian or Muslim or mm. Jewish, <laughs> Jewish. Yeah, but it- <laughs> I was going to say Judaism, but I got confused. Anyway, yeah. if you're Jewish or whatever, like or atheist, um, it's still a time that everyone can celebrate and get together. So mm. it's awesome. Yeah. So we hope you've had a good time, and uh, we look forward to coming back weekly to give you more of an update and more interesting content. I hope you have a good day. See you in a bit. <laughs> Bye. Hey, we're Becky and Fuzz from the Hope and Mum and Dad podcast and we're just checking in with you for an update. So we just thought we'd hop on and say hello because it's been a while. Um, we've had a bit of um, a quiet few months since last recording and Fuzz got us a Christmas present, an early Christmas present, which happened to arrive on Christmas Eve. It's uh, Yeah, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a Christmas present per se, but it's just, um, it's just a new tidier less cables all in one kind of uh bit of kit that we think we're using for the podcast so we thought we'd we thought we would uh check that it works because obviously yeah. that's important um but at the same time we thought well while while we're going through and just checking some mugs and things like that we could do you know a little uh a little video just to check in with everyone give you an update well give you an update of a not update just sort of checking in and yeah seeing what's going on but yeah like we haven't really been up to much yeah we? it's the um and coming to the end of the Christmas week, um, what day is it? I don't know what day it is. The but 27th. Yeah, we're just back from walking Coco uh, over at Kenfig, which is a really good work. Hence why we're a bit wrapped up still, just trying to warm off. Uh, warm off? Warm up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And the reason why we haven't done uh, too many podcasts, uh, too many episodes in the last couple of weeks was mainly because Becky has literally had zero time to do anything because mm-hmm. she's been... 
a busy bee. Doing stuff at school, right? <laughs> yeah, doing my diploma as well. So it's just been a bit hectic. Um, but yeah, we are hoping that in the new year, we'll be able to give you more frequent weekly episodes like they were before um, and that we'll have some exciting guests on for you. And hopefully we'll be able to take you along with us on our IVF journey, which we're hoping will start in January. But, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. So like <laughs> the current sort of situation for us at the moment is um, that as far as we know, mm. um, we should be getting called in in January time. Yeah. But in case you've been living under a rock and you don't know what's going on in the world in 2020. Or you're watching the future. Yeah, or you're watching the future. Um, coronavirus is like... Rife. Uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, scuppered our plans somewhat. Um, and it's kind of, it's just been really frustrating, hasn't it? Like every yeah. time, you know, we were meant to go in in April in 2020. And then obviously everything went crazy. And, you know, our government didn't really have a clue what it was doing and just sort of like took ages to like start taking action. And by that time it was so bad and everything was so overrun and cases were so high that hospitals had to basically like shut down outpatient stuff. Yeah. Um, which includes us. I mean, and obviously it's really frustrating for us because um, we've been waiting for a long time and stuff, but there are some silver linings in the fact that we've both got our health Mm-hmm. And we're both alive, and we can go again at another time. I just feel really bad for people who um, might be like older than us, so it yeah. might be more critical, or they might be like ill. Like, yeah, but fortunately, our clinic has prioritised those people, which is why it's taken so long for us to um, be called in at all. Yeah, and we're happy um, to do that. <clears throat> happy yeah. to wait. Yeah, but we're. We're kind of a bit nervous, I think. Well, I am because obviously um, there's new strains of the coronavirus um, well, thing going does, around. There's it, more not, lockdowns happening and everything. So. It's not just that. It's just that like you're planning on getting pregnant. but And we and literally at the moment we've got one vaccine that's been approved and we're sort of dishing it out, but only to vulnerable people. And any day now, maybe today or tomorrow, they're going to hopefully um, announce... The, the use Oxford. of the Oxford AstraZeneca mm. one. Um, but even so, yeah, you might not be able to get it. Yeah. And you're a teacher. So if they carry on sending kids to primary school, um, then basically all the primary school staff um are at risk. And if you yeah. can't if you can't even be vaccinated, then you they <laughs> I don't like the idea of that. No, well we've been talking about what we might do or what we think we could do um, going ahead with starting our treatment in terms of, I think originally when clinics started up, they were suggesting that um, the women should isolate during their treatment um, Mm. because they COVID test you at the beginning and just before egg collection, I think. So it would be really annoying if you went through all of the process of injecting yourself daily and then having to have it cancelled could because in between you got COVID. Um, so we've been talking about the options there. And what I don't understand is like if, if um, everything's going on and they're locking everything down and telling everyone to social distance, why is it okay to send 30 kids into a bit, you know, and kids are notoriously worse than people for like snotting on mm. themselves and, you know, like spreading germs is like a well known fact. So how come if it, we've got to lock everything down and, I mean, make, and make everything safe? Primary school teachers can yeah. just, you know, don't worry about them. It's, it's all right if they get sick. And yeah, it's beyond us. It's a bit bonkers. Like all of the teachers are like the same. I think most are just like, what is going on? How can this, you know, we know, we know what kids are like. So, but it's out of our hands. It's childcare at the end of the day. But at the same it's time, like, you shouldn't just like 
blindly going to work if your life's going to be put at risk. Hmm. Like, so that's something that we're really hoping that, like, um, the unions and the government take seriously because, it's, and it's like, it should have been taken into account for the first one, yeah. the first couple of strains. But now these new strains have come out, they're like even worse, 70% more transmissible, mm-hmm. especially with children. Yeah. So, like, I don't want you to die. I don't want you to go into school and die because someone's complaining that, like, it's annoying having their kids at home. Like, we've all got to, like, get through this together yeah. no one's life is more important than someone else's uh, another thing we've been doing uh exercising which has been pretty good right mm-hmm. yeah um so on boxing day fuzz had to drag me out the house for a run and a bike ride which was painful but i think good and i was a bit better this time at listening to my body so i haven't suffered like i did last time we advertised that i went for a run um but yeah just trying to make some sensible choices diet wise and exercise wise in preparation for IVF, which I should have been doing a lot longer than I, think, I have been. I think um, one thing that most people are really not good at is just getting out of a routine. Like yeah. if you're in a routine of not doing anything and that's why I'm like, come on, let's go out. And you're like, no, it's cold. No, it's too hot. It's too warm. It's too wet. It's too dry. Yeah. And it's, and everyone does it. But like, if you can sort of break the seal and get onto it a little bit and and you do it a couple of times. I like break the cycle, not break the seal. Wow. I don't know. Breaking break. the seal is like when you go for a wee when you're drunk. Yeah. Or oh, like breaking the seal. Break out of that routine. Yeah. Like if you're sitting here and so give yourself some basic goals so that you feel like good when you achieve them. There's no point setting goals that you can't achieve because you'll feel like shit if you can't achieve them. What was the name of that guy? Andrew About, Huberman. Yeah. We were listening to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. New, he's a neuroscientist. No, it wasn't Joe Rogan's podcast, was it? I first listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast mm. and then he's got his own amazing guy. He talks about the uh, the link between, uh, well, first of all, he says like people say mind, body, mind and body and the link between, and it's not, it's all connected. Mm. Like literally you can do things physiologically with your body, like breathing in a different way that will actually make you think and see the world a different way. Mm. so it's all connected and it's really really fascinating especially for me because uh you know i've suffered with anxiety and and stuff since i was like you know a teenager and stuff like that and it's kind of connected to all that so it's kind of cool to sort of learn some hacks uh and we'll actually we'll put some of the uh links to some of those videos in the description below well worth checking out but the um the main takeaway from it though is that basically successful people people who are you know who achieve great things they basically um get their they train their body to get their kind of reward from the the struggle for for meeting a goal so the reward the reward isn't necessarily doing the run it's uh, or the the positive feeling or the endorphins that you get at the end of the run it's the fact that you've got changed and gone out in the rain or or got up early and you go for the run and so you suffer so suffering is part of the process yeah like like the hard work and feeling like it's uncomfortable is the reward. Yeah. Like if you think, cause you're on the path, it's just that most people think of the duration path outcome thing as like, um, when I finish this run, um, I get a big green tick and I'm happy. But yeah. really, you know, like, especially like people that like lose weight, you know, like people that really struggle to lose mm. weight and stuff like that. It could be, you know, like. It's just, basically assigning your happiness to an end goal isn't positive because you're always moving. You yeah, see. when you when you get there, you won't have achieved happiness. You'll get to that goal weight or that goal 
pinpoint and you won't necessarily be happy or it won't be lasting happiness because you've you've pinned the yeah the, the happiness s- the wrong place go and check them out anyway the suffering and the uncomfortableness mm. is part of the journey mm-hmm. and being on that path is the reward yeah and i'm pretty good with that i like to sort of punish myself yeah with- like long brutal runs yeah. and going out and basically my, my thing is if, 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 if I set myself some basic goals, like, you know, run X amount of times or, you know, distance, mm-hmm. then I will prep myself, think about it and go and do it. And I won't let myself quit. As soon as mm. you like go, Oh, I can't be bothered. Right? Yeah. Then the whole thing. Falls and that's apart. how we're so different because I just always want to snuggle up in my cozy clothes and just chill out. But if you go out for a run, then when you come back and snuggle, it mm. feels better, right? Yeah. Like you've earned it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like <clears throat> Becky's on a fitness thing. We're going to, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, kind of coaching you at my own yeah, peril. We were saying the other day, yeah, at your own peril, because I'm a dragon. Um, we were saying the other day that um, we've been fairly good over Christmas. We haven't been as indulgent as I guess we normally would be, but we still have eaten lots I, of shit. I can be really bad with food. Like I, like when it comes, you know, like putting roasties on a tray or something, I'll be like, oh, I'll just do the bag. <laughs> like I just, I get, you know, when you're hungry, it's like when, yeah. when they say you don't go shopping when you're hungry, but I've just been literally, this sounds stupid, but just like doing silly things, just like pausing, leaving the room, like doing something else, coming back and, mm. oh, and salad. Like I never eat salad. And that's our new little hack at the moment is just to basically make a little side salad like a little little side bowl like a cereal bowl mm-hmm. little side salad munch that down and it doesn't have to be like boring it's like really nice actually you make some nice salad dressing and stuff but munch that down before dinner yeah and then kind of try and make portions a tiny bit just a tiny bit smaller and just wait mm-hmm. and then if you're hungry like you know anyway it seems to be going well I, i've i've dropped a couple of kilograms mm-hmm. um and uh, i'm getting into rucking at the moment which is like yeah carrying a heavy backpack uh walking because you burn the same amount of calories as you do running but it's like way less bad on your joints and stuff mm. and becky came out for uh for a big walk earlier so we'll uh i think we're aiming we're aiming for three three little runs a week yeah so that <clears> should be good yeah hopefully we'll see some uh changes because i think that was one of the first things that i learned when we started the podcast and i was um I listened to some kind of talk with Fertility Network UK and the um, embryologist or the, I can't remember if she was a gynecologist or, blah, 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 I, did, I said that weird, mm. gynecologist. She said that um, when you have IVF, even if you just use uh, lose like half a kilogram or a kilogram just before treatment, then it's likely to be more successful. Mm. I can't remember. And vitamin D. Like, don't quote me on it, but. Vitamin D, taking our vitamins. Vitamin D is massively important in everything, like. Um, I can try. I'll try. I'll link some uh, YouTube videos down to some of the uh, some of the videos from legit uh, scientists and professors and stuff like that. But it's having a massive impact with the uh, COVID stuff, or whatever. But mm-hmm. everyone, pretty much, if you don't take vitamin D supplements, you are vitamin D deficient, pretty much, unless mm-hmm. you like work on a farm with no clothes on all day in the sun near the <laughs> near the equator, naked farming. Pretty no, like um. <laughs> It's crazy. So, and it's really, really, really important. So, we're uh, we're doing four thousand international units mm-hmm. of vitamin D every day. Yeah, it's actually classed as a hormone. It's that. It's that. Uh, it's it's that involved in in that many bodily processes and stuff like that. It's classed as a hormone. So, 
I'm lucky that Fuzz does all this research because uh, I've really enjoyed my two weeks off so far. Mm-hmm. I've just done nothing. I've watched loads of TV, and um, but that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it? Especially if you're a teacher. Yeah, and we hope that you've all had a lovely festive break, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. And um, yeah, holidays. I yeah. like that. It, people, Becky says says it's cringy when I say holidays, but it's holidays. Like it's, it's like it's not, an Americanism, it's, isn't it? But it's true. Like, is you know, um, if you're uh, Christian or Muslim or mm. Jewish, <laughs> Jewish. Yeah, but. It, <laughs> I was going to say Judaism, but I got confused. Anyway, yeah. if you're Jewish or whatever, like, or atheist, um, it's still a time that everyone can celebrate and get together. So mm. it's awesome. Yeah. So we hope you've had a good time and uh, we look forward to coming back weekly to give you more of an update and more interesting content. I hope you have a good day. See you in a bit. <laughs> Bye.